I'm Susie Anetta, Editor-in-Chief of Design Anthology. In this week's episode of the podcast, I'm talking with iconic hospitality designer Alexandra Champalamode of Champalamode Design, who's dialing in from her home in Connecticut. Alexandra, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Pleasure is mine. I wanted to ask you how you've been this past year or more. Obviously, it's been fairly turbulent, um, but I wanted to ask you where you've been spending this time. Have you stayed in New York or have you um, sort of head upstate, as many New Yorkers seem to have done, and, and how have you been spending your time? Well, um you're, it's right. Uh, you're right. Most New Yorkers did just that and got left the city. Uh, I I I um, have had uh, my family, my husband and I have had this property in Litchfield, Connecticut, for uh, forty years. So it's definitely a place um, that um, we love and we come to. It's just two hours north of the city and um, so we just re-established, made us, this this became our center and we have a lovely garden and and uh, a little river and a place, it's just a beautiful place to be. So we felt very lucky not being in the center of the epidemic, uh, although we were all, as you know, under strict controls and, and uh, it it's it on balance we were we're very much some of the lucky ones because we had such a wonderful place and space to find our own privacy and without being on top of each other you know working and so on and so forth so anyway so mm. that's where I was and um, so as difficult as it might have been we um, for us it was a good test and um, I was just as creative, probably even more so in some ways. And it was a wonderful time to just play the piano uh, again, do play lots of backgammon, go for walks with the dog and create. There you are. That's where what happened to, to me. Uh, so I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, that sounds quite idyllic in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's a forced holiday in my in my in my uh, case. <laughs> That's not always entirely a bad thing. I think some of us need to be forced to take time off or slow down. So I, um, I agree yeah, that it hasn't been a, entirely negative. No, for, for, for we're the lucky ones, of course. We know all the difficulties others have had, and it's deeply sad. But. Uh, I, I, I was, but you're right, and many New Yorkers did come up and establish themselves for the first time, and and it's 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 the way these cycles happen, and they soon find out that we they don't we don't have to be in the city. But to me, by the way, I I love the city, and I I would I not during the depth of the epidemic, but 
I've definitely been going in the last uh, six months. I've been going into the city and spending a couple of days at the studio um, just because it's helpful to be present. And um, there's some, there's a lot of work that can be done. Well, it's at its best when we're all together, face to face. There's something about communicating with a, a group of other creative people and being in the same space. So we try to get mm -hmm. together down in the beautiful offices we have, um, studio we have in um, in the city. Well, that's great to hear. Now, I wanted to uh, talk about your early life because even though you've been in the US for quite some time now and Canada before that, you are originally from Portugal, um, but you had to leave um, when you were relatively still young um, due to a, revela a revolution, sorry. Um, That's right. And, and I remember reading that you said that that experience was quite traumatic, as I can only imagine. And the reason that I wanted to bring that up was I was wondering if you think that experience of, you know, having to up and leave your home and everything that you knew, and I presume maybe some family as well, whether you think that experience helped uh, build some resilience and whether you think that that perhaps might have made what we're going through now a little easier for you if you've already experienced uh, a kind of hardship and separation. Do you think it's made it easier or do you think something like that, um, you, do you ever get well, used to I'll, that at all? I'll, I'll tell you honestly, um, I'm, I'm getting along in years, I'm happily working and feeling very well. Um, and uh, have a wonderful family and friends and entourage at, at this end. My, uh, so I have nothing but good things to say at the moment. But yes, when you are, when you are at a, whatever age, um, it's torment. It, it, it's very difficult to go be taken or pushed or uh, for whatever reason you needed to have left the country. Um, or, or one's own country, one's own roots, you have to leave them behind. I didn't think, however, that I would be staying in, 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 on, this, on this continent. Um, I thought I would return back to Portugal because it has such a draw to me. It's so very much part of my soul and my vocabulary and who I am and the, 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 the balance and the, that I've been able to achieve in my life of, you know, just pure simplicity and beauty and um, as well as an, an enormous amount of work. But um, anyway, it was a very difficult thing for me, yes. And one of the things, the resilience that you talk about, indeed, I probably have too much of it <laughs> and I probably have too much grit. Um, because um, those did the, both those qualities. I, I think they are qualities, um, but I they, they, they've been extended for too long a time. Um, because if you're bringing up children on your own, that's one thing, and then um, not not entirely on your own, but with without a, a, a at the time I was pretty we had divorced and I was single. Um, and then 
building a business and I just decided I had to, to educate my sons in North America um, because it was so um, tenuous what was happening still in Portugal. So I had to make certain decisions. And um, all the, 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 as I say, the, the decision, I think I've been brought up in a very um, strong um, you sort of way in which one thinks very little of oneself, but one thinks a lot of it, each of everyone else and how it is as a parent that one must lead the clan, if you would. Uh, and therefore, resilience and all that you mentioned, how do I, how do I, yes, one, one absolutely needs this. And otherwise you're unable to do, to do a, and to live through such a difficult, difficult part of um, one's life, which was, you know, just being on your own and, and tackling what would be mammoth anyway, but uh, it had, it had its effect. Um, but as I say, resilience is, is also a negative to some when you, when you take it too far, because it affects your health long term. And you don't allow a lot of your personal side to, to drive your decisions. It's mostly the circumstance that drives you. Mm. That's an interesting observation. Um, I, I think that Portugal is such a beautiful country and it's, it's only really, I think, um, more recently started to become, you know, this, this destination in terms of, of overseas travellers coming in and, and sort of discovering it. And I would love to hear from you what you miss about it most. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, it's in interesting that England and Portugal have the lo longest sort of treaty of, um, of, of any nation that, that uh, sort of the, the, they have been watching over each other for centuries. And so the, there was a very strong English influence in the north of Portugal, particularly. And my father was English. Um, my mother's Portuguese. And I was born in Portugal, one of five children. Um, but being in Portugal is... Um, it's just an extremely kind, beautiful environment in which to be. And I think it's just, it's, it provided a, a wonderful childhood for me. And um, to this, today it's been rediscovered because we are looking for, we are all looking for, I think, a little bit less of excess in terms of stress and, and we, we don't want that. We can't, we find it difficult to live with it. The important thing is to find a place where you can truly live more simply um, in, in a very beautiful environment. And Portugal provides that and the people, the locals are extremely, extremely lovely people. And they need to be respected and they respect in return. Um, and they have wonderful culture. 
um, that I actually really um, treasure. And it's a, it's a gentleness and as well as a very high level of integrity. Um, I think that's what the people are like. And it's a huge draw for the rest of the world these days, yes. Mm. It's nice to hear you put it like that, actually. Um, and so after Portugal, you were in Canada for some time before landing in New York. Um, so mm. you've lived across a couple of continents and you are also multilingual, as many mm -hmm. Europeans tend to be. Mm, and I, yeah. I was wondering if you feel that that helps you you know, the projects that you're working on are also across cultures and across continents. And I wonder if that sort of um, awareness and, um, yeah, you know, whether that helps you work on these kinds of projects across yeah, cultures. Yeah, I feel I, it, 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 it takes many characteristics, I think, to, to, to be able to absorb what are different cultures all over the world. I tend to do that very well when I, I sort of, I can take in and I, I understand, I need to understand the history of each country wherever I am. Um, what, what, uh, I, I, it, it, it's, it's a very, it's very important to find the, the richness, the quality of life, the personality of each place in which I work. Um, and I find it very, it's one of the things I love the most about design is the, the forward, if you would, which is all that goes into figuring out what it is that is inspiring you and in that particular place and tying it in with your contemporary knowledge of what is required for people to live and live well, and be it a commercial project, be it a hotel, be it a private residence, be it a multi-faceted, we're doing airports, we're doing all, sort, all sorts of interesting projects. But it all takes in-depth understanding of where you are working, in my opinion. Others might not think the same, but I, I believe that the best work done by architects and designers in the world is when you do absolutely respect the place in which you're going to be working. And that requires studying the culture and the behavior and the traditions. And to me, that comes very naturally. And I have a lot of respect in principle for other cultures. Um, that's sort of mm. what drives me. Mm. And you've obviously made your mark in the design world uh, where your studio has obviously as a as hospitality designers of some of the most iconic hotels across the world. Was yeah. that a deliberate career choice for you or did you just kind of accidentally end up a hotel designer? No, it's, it's, it's interesting how things evolve. I, again, I never thought I had to work very hard at all and it, it happened that I did. <laughs> and so... I took the tools that I had, which was a design and basically interior design uh, background. And I thought to myself, well, I started in Canada uh, and I tried, I did residential work 
in Montreal. It was a time where people didn't really decorate their houses very much or design them very much. And if they did, they would bring in foreign people from Paris or so on and so forth. So I found it slightly frustrating. And I also thought that being a single mother at the time, or not quite a single mother, but I was separated from my husband and therefore with two children, I thought it was the easiest for me to find more commercial type of work. And hotels are an extension of our lives and the way we live. And there, people, uh, people expect a different mood and a different sort of emotion and a, a different um, uh, experience when they go to hotels. So, to me, it was actually a natural, a natural step. Furthermore, I had studied art history and 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 I and and the, and the history of furniture and the history. All, all that sort of background was therefore very useful to me in understanding the character of the buildings in Montreal, what were they made of, who made them, when were they built. And from there, you, you, you sort of de de I develop, developed an, a way of thinking around bigger projects. And I found it most useful because also they were done on a in a timely fashion. There was a beginning and an end of the project. It was involved with many other people. So I could count on this as a, as a steady means of income, as opposed to being a moment of one house and another house and people having divorces and there's no house, <laughs> no job <laughs> and uh, things like that. So I thought that it was a better means for my family and it suited I, I had a lot, many of the tools that were required to be successful. And then I found that there was a very big umbrella coming through to today. I've done masses of other types of work because, you know, again, hotels is not a sim simple little dot on the horizon. It's a, it's an ex it's a, con a very large footprint because it has to do with the integration of your work with the place around it or the city it's in and so on. So it requires a lot of in-depth thinking and knowledge to design a hotel, to design anything, but um, you need to have this curiosity um, and not just come in and put your stamp and leave. I hope that gives you an idea of how yeah. deep one must dig to to get a good result. I think absolutely. And so your studio has been involved in you know the refurbishment or the redesign or the refreshing of a number of historic hotels across the world. But a few, for example, would be the Raffles in Singapore, the Plaza, the Carlisle, the Waldorf Astoria in New York, all names that you know many people would recognise. Uh, yes. I would love to hear what you enjoy most about the process of giving new life to an iconic institution. Well, it's just what you said. It's just how can it not be fun? And <laughs> of course, it's always, it, it's never intimidating, but I'm full of respect for these wonderful um, sort of iconic, iconic buildings. Uh, 
And I don't see my place as being one that's going to change it all because it doesn't need me to change it all. It needs me or needs us and the firm, which we are now, which I'd like to talk to shortly about because we are all trained when I talk about the senior and the intermediate and now the junior layers in our property, in our company, are all trained to be very open to the culture and absorb it um, of the place in which you're going to be doing your work. And then you come up with a story. And this is, this is, this has been our trademark mark. And for me, it's music to my ears. It's, it's, that's all you see, think different places. I adore understanding different cultures from from the aesthetics to the music to the food to the personalities i love laughing with you know people that i've never met before before and we just it it's it very much it's a social center really a hotel so it needs to touch on a variety of 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 influences um in each um place where we're working mm. And how do you, how much do you think that will change uh, as the world is transitioning to what we're sort of referring to as the new normal uh, or a post-COVID world? How much do you think the role of a hotel may change in a city or well, a community? Well, I, I, in, a, in a city, it's bound to change, uh, I, I think, a, a little less. And I, I actually, because, well, actually, not, not, that's not entirely true. It's all about economics for many, for many hotels, for most hotels. They have to keep going. So, um, you know, it's less easy, in my opinion, sort of um, progressing with um, hotels in in urban areas where there's masses of competition. I mean, you just asked me at the beginning about New York and did we all leave New York and dinner? Well, New York has got thousands and thousands of hotels and they're not full at all. Um, whereas you might find a destination hotel completely full. Um, and so it's very tricky. Um, you know, there are two modalities, and um, I, I really love the working on, on the, the, the special personalities of the hotels you happen to have mentioned. I mean, the Blazat, the, 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 the Carlisle is very different from the of Raffles, and I had to, and one of the things that our entire team does at the very beginning is we dig into the, to the, not only the need of what is immediate for the hotel, but the story behind it, the people who go there. And we all do this exercise and then we come up with something that feels uh, very gently different, um, but helps ground this personality of these hotels and these incredible places. Um, even ground their personality even more strongly. 
Speaking of travel, I know that you were doing quite a bit of that um, to some degree, at least before COVID, because we've met in Hong Kong and I think I remember on one other occasion, maybe in Taipei. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear yeah. what, what your thoughts are on travel for yourself in the future. Is that something that you're looking forward to getting back to or are you enjoying a slower pace? Will it be more of a balance um, what, what habits do you think will go back to what they were and what will not at all? You're, if you're talking personally about me, it's one thing. And talking about what my studio is doing, as I say, there's a remarkable... I have met two, two partners and I have uh, incredible senior, uh, senior um, associates who, some of which have been working with me for 25 years. And they, so and they're still young, not like me. <laughs> um, they're, um, they are, they're tremendous. They're, they're going to take the baton and move forward. Um, I, I very much enjoy doing a project or two. And I, at the moment I'm doing a wonderful project in Portugal that, um, being Portuguese, I think that was the reason why it was given, it was brought to to the firm. So I I'm I'm very lucky to go back to my country now. Um, I'm building my own house and I'm working on a wonderful project there, um, which is my dream come true. Um, but you'll find that everyone does the same. Um, in-depth sort of understanding of each project. And and um, hope that answers your question. Yeah, in a roundabout way. Um, it's interesting you mentioned that you had some senior associates that were perhaps um, picking up the baton. Is it, is, has it been or is it still continuing to be a difficult decision for you with your name on the door of a company that you as you mentioned earlier, have worked very hard to build with all of the grit and the determination. Um, yeah. Is it difficult to sort of slow down and step away and perhaps give um, more opportunity to the next generation or, you know, to have a succession plan? Is that a difficult decision or do you find that easy? Completely easy. I wish it had happened 10 years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> only because, only because I, 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 I'm flattered that there is a huge desire to keep going. I mean, my uh, one of my sons is also involved, um, but not as a designer, but he had the own ownership and he, he, he actually the one who owns Trapex. So um, when which, which we designed for him. So he's a developer and, um, and we are finding that um, we have other it's not just design that we are uh, developing. We're consultants for other projects when needed on the development side. Um, and uh, um, we, um, when we have this um, product sort of company that we, that we are in, in, enlarging a bit and being very specific about what we do and who, or who we do things with and we're doing 
a tremendous amount of um, or different different materials and different uh, uh, pieces, but it, fabric, furniture, um, um, hardware, uh, lighting, all these are things that we're developing on our on our sort of more um, um, not the design only for, for, for specific hotels and, um, and or offices or private residential or multi, multi you know, not, not, not the high rises. It's, 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 it's both, it's both the, um, the, uh, objects that, that has really developed along with the fabric and, and, um, and so we have these three modalities, which is the basic interior design, um, um, uh, uh, designed objects and, and so on that gets marketed presently through other distributors. distributors. And then we have uh, a sort of a, um, this ad advisory, um, development company that is all part of Champanilo. And um, so we're, we're sort of evolving things for the future and we see, we'll see where it goes. I am, mm. I have great confidence in the team that is present and um, they do things as well or better than I do for sure. So I think I'm in good hands. That sounds very reassuring. Um, well, my final question is, you know, uh, with everything that you've achieved in your life and your career, uh, I'd like to hear maybe what you're most proud of. If, if it is, I imagine it must be difficult to single out a particular project. Um, but if there is one, and maybe if you could tell us what you hope to leave as a, as a legacy, um, what comes to mind? Um. I believe it's both creativity and honesty. Um, I think those are two very important aspects in, in my life, uh, is to be frank and honest. And there's a slight humility. I say it's slight because I'm sure I can be plenty arrogant sometimes, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I want to, I want to not do that. And I think, the more you are open to listening to others, the stronger you be you get if you are you you keep your your um, integrity and your that that's very important to me and the um, the good name the good name of the firm and I'm um, very excited about the future um, for them and for me too, as I'm still actively engaged in many different projects, but more as a sort of senior consultant. And I, and so that, that is, I, I think that once the good name of Champagne Mode Design is um, maintained, I'll be a happy person. Well, that's, that's lovely. Um... Well, thank you so much, Alexandra. It's been such a pleasure chatting to you again. I, I don't remember the last time we saw each other, but it's, uh, 
I feel transported to somewhere else. (laughs) Just hearing your voice. Thank you. Oh, you're so kind. I mean, I I remember those. We we went to definitely Taipei. It was Taipei Mm. and I think and and Hong Kong, both. Mm. Hong Kong a couple of times. And yes. uh, by the way, Hong Kong is amazing. I just find it, find that it's 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 resilience. Talk about resilience. It's it's I I I'm, I I certainly see a number of projects coming out of Hong Kong still, and uh, it's quite amazing. And we're we're excited by those too. But um, it's wonderful to talk to you again, really, and congratulations on the wonderful work you are doing. Because oh, I remember you. when you started, I do remember when you started, and it was a, a wonder. I remember, I remember your first edition. It was, I was very proud for you. It was wonderful. So, Thank very you. nice to talk very to you again. Kind. Indeed, and I hope that we get to meet face to face somewhere in the world sometime soon. <laughs> I love that. Well, any if you ever show up here, you know you'll be very well received. Lots and lots Thank of you. love. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day then.